Welcome to the culture, your campy, irreverent source for retro fun. We love 80s horror, comedy and sci-fi. We also love talking about these great films. Sometimes we stay on topic, other times not so much. So pop in a VHS tape, adjust the tracking and join in on the conversation. Here we are again. 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 Music number. What jolly dogs are we? Welcome back to the Cold Show. We are here because we're here in the beautiful basement of the Roxy. Get down, get down. Filming. I thought we were in the attic. No, we were in the basement. (laughs) I guess I'm just high. (laughs) You have to go up to go down. Uh, and you've got to get into it if you want to get out of it. Because uh, when you're up, you're up, and when you're down, you're down. But yeah. when you're only halfway up, you're neither up or down. Wow, it's a philosophy anyway. show. <laughs> you didn't Welcome know. back to the philosophy show. <laughs> the philosophy hour. We're going to philosophize for you. So you may notice that Kelly looks a little different today. But uh, her character acting is really coming into effect. But Damn it, Kelly, get back here. I can't do this. But in reality, yeah, we're making Jeffrey work some pretty bad hours right now. So we got a tap dancing him. lesson together to do it. Kelly, come on. Uh, so Neil here uh, is such a dear, dear friend that he had me cancel the pilot of a TV show I was shooting. <laughs> To be here in Kelly's place tonight because I owe him how much? No, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> it's, in fact, I don't owe him anything for, because I'm doing it's, this. It's so I don't go to the police and tell. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are again. Here we are again. Here, Jolly, I did that. Anyway. Something intriguing, something <laughs> appalling. If something you sing a song that I know, I will sing it with you just so you know. You know comedy tonight? No, I don't think so. Neither do I. Okay. <laughs> Why is a cat's tail like a long journey? Because it's fur all the way to the end. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's comedy yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> That's yesteryear. <laughs> it's fur all the all way, way to the, the end. end. What's the one I read today? Uh, when a pig loses his voice box, does that mean he's disgruntled? <laughs> <laughs> What do female beavers have between their legs? <laughs> uh, Seriously, a guy named Richard. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's probably just a vagina. <laughs> I don't know. They could be slap happy with that tail. <laughs> uh, which camera am I playing? All right, all of you them. played it either. Oh, yeah, played it all. You're all a big guy. Hey. You're, you're an overactor. You just hey, <laughs> hey, hey! What the? What the hey? Uh, hey, so I met your cat today. You are a lucky man. He is the ambassador of Jollity Farm. Yeah, he was ver- very nice. Very nice kitty. His name, my my, my puss puss, is named uh, Ramsey's Cat Hotep Kitty Uncommon, 
and he's on IMDb, so look him up. Look him up. He needs he needs the clicks so his ratings <laughs> go up. I can't figure out how to get his picture on there though. They I'm, I, they want me to pay I guess a hundred bucks just to put his picture up. So I'm hoping that the producer of the oh. film that he's in will put his picture up, uh, which is Blood, which came out years, five years ago now. So uh, help me work on that, will you? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Ryan, are you watching? All you out Ryan there, Scott Weber. click on it. Click. Maybe me. if it gets more popular, it gets easier. I have no. I don't know. That's right. Anyway, it'll only go to my cat's head. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a, he's a very he's been one of the saving graces uh, during hard times, mm. and, and that's that's why we love him. You mentioned the <laughs> the travesty, two thousand one. Oh boy, another one but with the producers. But the story, Leslie the, Nielsen too. Besides the, me, that can you tell that story real quick? That was do I have a, to? You know, I don't oh. have to. It was a funny story though. Why they maybe but. wait for ten hours? But they said you'll be in and out. We'll have you uh, in and out within two hours. I was there for twelve hours before I worked, and then they misframed me, and it looked horrible. I, oh, and it took me weeks and weeks to get paid. It was not pretty. How about the Leslie part? Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. It was funny because. Uh, in 2012, uh, I go to uh, Chiller, which is a Comic-Con in New Jersey, and Leslie Nielsen is one of the big names there, besides Linda Hamilton and, and uh, Morgan Fairchild and other big names like that. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I don't want to leave my table too long, but i got to go talk with Leslie Nielsen about this turkey that we're in. And uh, he's got this line of 300 people waiting for his autograph. And I cut in front, and he's signing away and signing away, and he's got his, his agent there. And I go, Leslie, I, I, my name is Jeffrey. We were in this film together. I just wanted to say hello. And, and uh, he looks up at me, and his agent says, what film? And I said, uh, uh, 2001 A Space Travesty. And he starts shaking his head like this. And Leslie starts shaking his head like this. <laughs> and, and he says, Leslie was never in that film. There was no film. There. No, he never did that. And, and Leslie goes, no, no, I was never in that film. And, and, and I look down and I realize this photograph of him like doing the John Lennon thing, peeking underneath Queen Elizabeth's uh, dress is from that film. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> so I guess you have to be here. <laughs> so both, both of them don't, they don't realize or remember that he was in this movie. Well, the, the Leslie, sign. under his breath, says, I got screwed so bad on that movie. Those fuckers, you know, <laughs> and And, you know, I believe him. Okay. Yeah, it was a travesty. Uh, a space travesty. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's odd because we as, as actors, we want to be loved. We want to work. We want to tell stories. And there's these unscrupulous fucks out there <laughs> run all over us <laughs> and abuse us, you know, if you have notoriety or clout or, or not. You know, I mentor a lot of young talent, and uh, I luckily have found a handful who see it, the, you know, or learn the, the pitfalls and, and realize that it is a business, and they come at it on all fronts, both uh, as a craft as artists and then as a business, as business people. Mm. And they often get far. I've had several that I've mentored since they were nine or 13 years old, you know, and, and they're doing things with their lives that are, are lovely and it's, it makes me proud. Uh, I, on the yeah. other hand, 
<laughs> Here I am on the cult show. No, <laughs> no, I love this. Caleb, I love you, Caleb. I love you too, Joe. Oh. <laughs> no tongue. But, but making eye contact. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all in the eyes and listening. How can you hear eh? me, though? Yeah, exactly. You got headphones on. Thank God for that mic. Have but Neil on the other hand. No. Exactly. Neil's been very good to me. I've been in obscurity, and he brings me in. I make no money, but I'm happy. <laughs> All these lovely fans that you bring into your cult series. Scatman and I are riding the elevator together to the rap party for Twilight Zone. And he's wearing these groovy Ray-Bans. And this is before Blues Brothers, I think. And, you know, Ray-Bans would look cool. I was like, where'd you get those sunglasses, Scatman? He goes, my friend Jack Nicholson give me these. You know, and I'm like, you're far out. I gotta get me some. And it was so wonderful to just ride the elevator with Scatman Crothers. He was so personable and loving and wonderful. And, you know, all I could think of is The Shining and, you know, all these great things. Uh, that was, you know, uh, of course, a heartbreak for me at that rap party because during the shoot, I was in uh, Twilight Zone uh, movie uh, uh, segment four with John Lithgow on the airplane, you mm -hmm. know, with the creature and the, the remake of Nightmare. I always say 30,000 feet because I tried to modernize it. But Nightmare <laughs> is 20,000 feet, original with William Shatner. And uh, I made very quickly friends with Donna Dixon, you know, from uh, oh, yeah. Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks and Wendy Josephberger. Oh, oh yeah. Western. And uh, Donna had just broken up with Paul Stanley of Kiss, and she somehow found a friend in me and confided in me, you know. And one day, oh, I'm, I'm uh, having cramps. She had just, you know, Got along great. We I had a really started like she's very very beautiful, and I was like, hmm, I am kind of on the outs with my girlfriend. <laughs> you know, and I was thinking, <laughs> I was gonna try to get her number and and date her. And at that rap party, she met Dan Aykroyd, and they've been together ever since. Yeah, and I was like, damn, damn. Yeah. So I think you know, like what happened to me on Sergeant Pepper's with. With Cheryl, that great dancer. Right. You know, third day, you know, I'm falling in love with this girl, and on third day, Alice is on on set, and I go, "Hey, Cheryl, how are you?" And she goes, "Jeffrey, oh, here, I want you to meet my husband, Alice." <laughs> and they've been together ever since. I guess I have a knack. You for might be a matchmaker. Yeah, I think I am. Donna Dixon. She. I would love to know any more news you have anything about her because she's just a, a darling gal. I believe Kansas was she from Kansas. Um, just very pretty, very sweet. Everyone in that cast, uh, I, I should back up. Uh, when I got the call in late summer, I think it was, of 82, uh, the terrible accident had already happened, like three months before. And I was totally surprised why my agent was saying, you know, you got an audition for this film. I was like, they're going to finish that film? I thought it was, you know, dead in the water because of the unfortunate uh, death of Vic Morrow and the children. Um, but Spielberg decided that he wanted to finish the film, that that accident happened on the last day or so of, of shooting. And, uh, you know, it was like, oh, God, what bad taste. You know, that r really was, it was a hard thing to face. But, um, you know, m yeah, move on. Try to move on and make it a healing thing, I guess. Uh, and... Uh, George Miller, who had just come off of Road Warrior mm -hmm. and the Mad Max movies, it was his, his first venture into Hollywood. And I was like, I loved Mad Max. Anyway, so I got the part as young 
newlywed. That's, I think, my official name in that film. But it was a, a I think, a shared title card, or a, it was a co-star type role, and I was very happy to have it. Yeah. And after it, you know, being h real high from thinking I was going to get the lead in War Games, and went up on several other big films that summer, and uh, it was kind of tailspin time until that happened. Mm. And it was nice to get back in, sort of in the saddle and start working again. Getting on set was very exciting. Uh, Garrett Brown, who invented the Steadicam, uh, it was one of his first jobs. Steadicam at that point weighed oh, 65 pounds or something. Okay. What is it now, 15 or less? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he's got his prototyper, the, the original Steadicam, and he's running up and down the, the aisles, and the beautiful Alan Davio, cinematographer of E.T., is our cinematographer, who I believe is in the motion picture home. Go visit him in the motion picture home. He got diabetes and lost you know, his leg at the knees. People need to go visit him. Woodland Hills, go. Give him my love. Um, uh, just terrific people on that set. And, mm -hmm. and George Miller was delighted in that it was one of the first times they were able to run a line and tap with a video monitor the lens of the camera so he could see the playback or what was shooting. Uh, and he was beside himself because obviously he couldn't do that before that time in 82. Uh, and, and it was mayhem. If you see the documentary of the making of Twilight Zone, <laughs> there's some footage of him calling, cut, 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 you know, because no one could hear us. None of us could hear him, who, uh, George, who's a little bit offset while we're with all the fans and lightning uh -huh. and the rocking of the fuselage, all this mayhem going on. Um, because what you see Lithgow and all the passengers, all of us going through, uh, was pretty much real-time special effects. All right, so that, uh, we start talking about Twilight's in the movie, might as well... Uh, Great people in it. Keep going. Abby Lane. Let's talk. Abby Lane, who was married to Xavier Cugat, as one of the head stewardess with Donna Dixon, of course, from Bosom Buddies with um, Tom Hanks. Tom and, Hanks, and, and the, don't forget the Henry. Wendy Jo Sperber, who played my daughter in Back to the Future 2 and 3. Yeah. And one. Not my... Not your daughter. Anyway. Oh, right. Um, uh, J.D. Johnston is the co-pilot, who I worked later on with in, in Pale Rider. Yep. Um, in the first episode, Doug McGrath, who's you know the drinking buddy with Charlie Hallahan, uh, with uh, Vic Morrow, they both are in Pale Rider too. A few years, few years later, hmm. uh, so it was kind of interesting to see, you know, paths in the casting uh, connect. Um, to see uh, the remakes, th I, I, I thought personally, Joe Dante's episode was magnificent. Mm -hmm. Loved, uh, not William Wyndham, uh, Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy yeah. Kevin McCarthy and a uh, little girl, Bart Simpson's voice. Uh, oh, Caleb. He's looking. Do you um, have your second brain on? Anyway, that, that episode, um, Kathleen Quinlan Nancy did such Cartwright. a wonderful job. Nancy Cartwright. Uh, Nancy Cartwright. Just, she did such a great job. She was so good in that. I didn't know that was Nancy Cartwright. Yeah, that's Nancy Cartwright oh. with, uh, and, and I forget the actress who played the mom. Everyone was so good in that. And Joe Dante's finessing it with the animations coming out of the TV and all that. Yeah. Just, that was magnificent. And that's what's you so know, cool, because Dante always, you've always, he always has a thing for, uh, apparently for cartoons, like the Warner Brothers cartoons. 
that was a huge thing for him. And and then and it the, comes pu through. the puppeteering for Gremlins to come. Right, exactly. Uh, just really delightful. I, we're Facebook friends. We're like this. <laughs> we're going to get him on one day. I want to get him out here. I, I, he actually, never writes. but I, I just got his email recently. I'm gonna, we need to write him. Oh, please so. say hello for me. He doesn't <laughs> know who I am. But, <laughs> um, but so, so back to my episode, uh, there were uh, all sorts of very fun, creative people on that ensemble set. The art directors, the Larry Cedar, who you might know from Deadwood, who played the opium addict on Deadwood. Um, and he was also, I think it was an electric company. Anyway, Larry, <laughs> magnificent talent. He played the monster on the wing of the airplane mm. and worked his tail off. And uh, they, you, you see in the documentary, the artists uh, saying, I, we need more expression in those eyes. And, w and it comes through in the design of the gremlin's eyes. And, and he's menacing, yet at the same time, comical. It's really fun, and uh, I remember one day I was supposed to have lunch with John. We're on our way to the commissary, and uh, John gets called back to the set to do a special effect. So if you go back and watch the Twilight Zone movie, and you have your DVD controller or VCR controller, when he opens the shade and the monster is right there at the window, freeze freeze frame it, and you'll see John's eyes pop out of his head. Uh, just one frame of that special effect. That was my lunch with John Lethgow. <laughs> the next day, I remember I had my, I invited my acting coach, Jackie Benton, at the time to come have lunch with me on the set and invited John to, you know, John said, I'll, 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 do, I'll have lunch with you tomorrow. And, and Jackie comes and I go, John, we're going to have lunch with my acting coaches here. I hope you don't mind. He goes, I can't talk. I got to save my voice. Jeffrey, I'm sorry. And because he'd been screaming. <laughs> he had been screaming and screaming. So there goes my lunch with John. Mm. Uh, Twilight's in the movie starts off. Dan Aykroyd and what's his face name? I can't think of all of a sudden. <laughs> Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks, thank you. Brilliant work. He did such great work. And the card. Albert Brooks was so natural singing Creedence Clearwater. Uh -huh. and, and Dan Aykroyd, you can tell, was having a great time. He yeah. hadn't met Donna Dixon yet, I don't think. Maybe they have. But I don't think so. I think it was at the rap party. Rap party for that. Okay. But it, he seemed like he was happy already. He should have left her to me. <laughs> he should have. I know. <laughs> on, on, uh, he was shooting sneakers, sneakers with Robert Redford and Sidney Poitier and River Phoenix. And I had been trading music with River. He and I were big XTC fans at the time. And I, there was Dan Aykroyd. And I was like, uh, hey, I got some pictures of your wife. <laughs> <laughs> What did I just say? And he did give me a look like, huh? Uh, I, we worked together on Twilight Zone. I was just wanted. And the next day, I brought these photos. And I said, you know, maybe she'd like to see these. I had a really good. And he was not happy about that. No. Which was oh. just not happy. Film opens. You got Aykroyd and you got Brooks together doing yeah. that classic opening. They're, they're, see something they're really challenging scary? the songs, and oh. then it comes to the, Drunk. yeah, Aykroyd. Pull the car over. I'll show you this. Something really scary. And then of yeah. course does a little blah thing and then you have the opening title sequence and yeah bring in you Burgess Meredith doing the uh, yeah. the voiceover the voiceover 
unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. The first episode is the uh, John Landis. Yes, the unfortunate uh, accident. Uh, it was uh, a rough. That was a rough thing, you know, anti-bigotry, but a very heavy-handed. Um, yeah, I, I hope Jennifer Jason Lee got a good settlement out of that. You know, mm. what a what a heartbreak. Um, you know, too too many long hours. Anyway, moving on. No, yeah, but I mean, regardless, the the episode. Regardless of the, of the tragedy, I mean, was yeah. still, you know, I had a, like you said, a, a, I'm guessing a message ultimately about bigotry and uh, kind of a little bit of reboot. Vic Morrow, uh, fantastic talent, and he played very simply a man who just didn't care. Had his ego, you know, uh, life had treated him so shitty that he had was so fed up, you know, and he played it with great aplomb and great dedication. Yeah. And uh, it was like, wow, he's a real asshole. <laughs> yeah. And it was, uh, it was you know, a fine actor in in, uh, in action. Yep. Okay. okay. Then episode two. Heartbreaking. It was. It was, it was um, horrible, for sure. Uh, episode two. Uh, Spielberg's episode. Was that Kick the Can? Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of fell flat for me. I I liked love, of course, Scatman. Yeah, and I love uh, most of the uh, uh, geriatric, the older actors. Uh, some of the kids kind of seemed forced, but you know, on uh, the first time I saw it, I didn't like it at all. On seeing it on the big screen again as an adult, I liked it more, mm. and I realized that the kids did as best they could and, and were were quite good. Right. Um, it still, you know, was kind of a. Uh, it didn't have some urgencies. I think it. I think there wasn't a dramatic tension or urgency that I think it was lacking. Mm -hmm. um, but it still was nice. It was in, and it was in a nice package. Right. Well, it was very a nice little Spielberg package is a good way to say it. Yeah, I and think. Scatman was just delightful as he as he is yep. his person. And, and little Drew Barrymore. <laughs> itty bitty Drew Barrymore. Oh, was that Drew in that? She was one of the little girls, yeah. Oh, I wish I'd known. Yeah, she played the really young one, in fact. Really? I didn't realize that was Drew. Later for E.T. Yeah. Uh, well, Alan Davio. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so then um, the third episode of the remake of uh, Cornfield sending you to the cornfield what was the name of it uh, it's a good life it's a good life it's a good life it's a good life yeah kathleen quinlan very cute and very believable mm -hmm. and the kid was good what a creep <laughs> 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 and that was the joe dante episode yep. right because, what is, because what is he kid, used dick what miller what else has that kid done uh, i couldn't tell you i don't remember seeing him he was cute and and had a camera presence and was confident he should have had a career. What happened to that? I, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking him up uh, with our second brain. We are. We are. We know that uh, we first see them, though, in the diner scene that has, of course, our friend Dick Miller. 
We right. uh, had a show for Dick Miller uh, a number of months ago now. What a prolific actor. What a terrific, yeah. prolific actor. Seriously. Great actor. We, we talked about, of course, the Low Chapel Horrors and uh, even, um, what's the first movie? Bucket of Blood. Bucket of Blood. You know, that kind of stuff. So, Was the kid's name Anthony? Yes. In, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's done some things. His name's Jeremy Licht, L-I-C-H-T. Licht. Licht. The way they went off in the end driving together didn't ring so true. I wanted to, you know, okay, mm. whoa, what's, what's going to happen? You know, maybe that was set up for a sequel. But uh, once again, that, that ensemble cast in that, for me, was just so much fun. I got sucked right into it. Yeah. I know for a lot of people, that's, one of their, that's one, probably their favorite episode out of the four, that, that episode for sure. Really? That one? Not mine? I, yours is, is my minute. favorite. No, no way. Yours <laughs> no, no. is my favorite because yours was the scariest. It so was. Of course. It was. That's why I don't as know. A, as a kid, the, the, um, this episode... The, the was it the sister with the mouth? Yep. The mouth. Yeah, the, no, that no, that no. always bothered me, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just the mouth being gone. Just being gone. Like, yeah. Yeah. She had like, no mouth at all when right. the gal was watching TV. Oh right. Oh, the the sister upstairs. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. She was just like watching TV or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> always freaked me out a little bit, but just a little. Just a little. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Experience your favorite horror, comedy, and science fiction films of the 70s, 80s, and 90s on the big screen with the cult film series at Roxy 14. Double features Thursdays at 7 p.m. Visit us on Facebook for more information. So, uh, yes, it was uh, just a thrill to be on, on that set, even if I had cat scratch fever. Uh, that Twilight Zone, I'll never... You know, I'll never forgive myself for not asking Donna out before Dan did. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know. She was a cutie, man. I tell you, I, I'm a huge fan of Bosom Buddies, so I definitely, I, I was, Tom Hanks, of course, you remember, was always fawning after her and just kind of, you know, being an idiot, basically. And I'm just like, yeah, she's worth it, man. She's, she's a good-looking gal. Damn. <laughs> I, I, I recently watched Spies Like Us a couple weeks ago, so... She, she was, was in, in that, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Making out with Chevy Chase, but. <laughs> well, Dan watched. <laughs> no tongue, though. No tongue. Of course, but Dan also got the uh, hot. You got the, the Russian, Russian girl. Russian yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. Right. Who was uh, yeah. Vanessa, whatever her name is. I don't know her name. But the, gal, the main gal from um, the Fairley Brothers film, The Bowling. Oh, Kingpin? Yeah. Oh, was that her? Yeah. Oh, Renee. crap. No, isn't even Vanessa something, or is uh, that wow. anyway? Not a big deal. I didn't realize that was her. <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> Trivia time. Call in now. And Trivia. So we can, yeah. Beat the, the second. <laughs> no, I, beat the I, seriously, I, had, I had no idea that that was the same the same person. I just did this event in Las Vegas called Eighties in the in the Desert. Yeah. And and I'm one of the uh, handful of Eighties stars. So we had Robert Hayes from Airplane. Wonderful. And E.G. Daly from Pee Wee's Big Adventure oh, yeah. and Valley Girl. Anyway, uh, to see all these, you know, these folks being the same age, you know, in, in our 60s now or whatever, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's nice to, to see people celebrating the work we did back then. Who else? Diana Frank, Diane Franklin was supposed to be there, you know, from The Sure yeah. Thing and uh, Amityville. 
but she had some conflict. Um, who else was there? I met her in a. Uh, oh, Julia Montgomery. Dallas. Julia Montgomery. From uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, she was there, and and then uh, Brian Tochi. Oh, cool. And From he Revenge was of the Nerds. A, he was a sweetheart. You know, he was one of the Ninja Turtles, Leonardo. Oh, and not different guy from Revenge of the Nerds guy. No, he was the same. He was the same. Oh, he same. was in Ninja Turtles. He was in. He was a Ninja Turtle. I he was that. in Revenge of the Nerds. He was in. Uh, he was one of the kids on the original Star Trek episode where the kids took over the ship, and uh, what a sweetheart of a, a human being. Uh, there were a lot of. Really, it was like, it was kind of surreal. Was, we're just from the '80s. Mm -hmm. We're just from the '80s. <laughs> but, uh, Vanessa Angel. Angel, yeah. Is yeah. the Spies Like Us kingpin actress. That's the one. That was her first acting credit. So <laughs> where where are we at? Uh, so we made it through uh, episode three and uh, four. Uh, so that's it. We're done. <laughs> okay. Good night. See you later. No. Uh, Give us John Lithgow. Maybe you can. You already said he's a great guy and blah blah blah. But yeah. Can you? Uh, I mean, he's a. Well, we, I mean, we talked about John Lithgow on the, on here, in the past episodes. We we are big fans, you know. So what As you, am what's I. your, what's your take on it? You know. Well, on, on uh, the the first time I saw him, of course, was in uh, the world according, according to Garp, to Garp yeah. and uh, a brave performance playing a, a transvestite. And uh, he's a big man. Came from stage, and watching him is, watching his work was just delightful, because he's bigger than life. And you would think that for film, this isn't going to work. He's too big, you know, with his fear, this, oh, and his terror, oh, you know, everything that he's going through. Um, but it's all connected to this sense of truth, so it does work. Hmm. Whereas. Uh, say a farcical actor who's that big it's going to be like oh my god he's a clown but john gets away with it because he's not being a clown he's actually got it connected to his core and i love that uh, you know i teach acting and i have actors of all types who some are internal some are don't know what they are yet and some are external like say what john i think does where he's he can't help because uh, but be big because he is already, and yet he'll bring it into this truth, and it works. He makes it work, and he does it time and again. You know, sometimes like in the Brian De Palma, it's like, wow, I don't know. He's kind of on the edge of believability, but he still make you know, okay, he came through. Um, and then he does formula stuff with his comedy and stuff, and he makes that work. But he manages to uh, please. I think he's a real. Um, genuine type of talent that that uh, people like and and time and again. All right. Oh, Twilight Zone the movie. <clears throat> oh, we got stuff. Yeah, here. Look at this. Look what I brought. Nothing I can use. Here we go. There's a picture. Yeah. From there's, Twilight there's Zone the movie. Young Jeffrey right That's there. That's me with big hair. Can you? Zoom? Oh, you can't zoom in. No, but, but I can put this big oh. for us. Good. And there's a the wonderful Donna Dixon. There's Donna. She's got the key light on her. And JD in the front there. Yeah. So, Twilight Zone, what else? Uh, we covered the episode. How does the thing end with uh, what? Just Robert Meredith doing his thing? Oh, no, you're right. It, it ends with it them. Com uh, comes back with um, 
uh, Ackroyd, Ackroyd in the ambulance. Uh, driving the ambulance with Lithgow in the back. Yeah. Lovely Hollywood package wrapping. Yep. Does he play any, any uh, does, he, does he put Creden in the Creedence? The Creedence? Water, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, I like them. I'm, I'm a fan of anthology films, and that was, I was, I was a big fan of that one. I liked uh, so. Tales from the Crypt when I was back in the 70s. That was, uh, that one really got me. The, that, that, was, that was scary. Because I'm a kid more of the 60s, Right. Uh, some of the scary films that I saw, I remember my first nightmare, at least, that I can re recall from a film was uh, Tony Randall and um, Jack what's, Klugman. What's her name uh, from My Dream of Jeannie? Oh, Barbara Eden. Barbara Eden and Tony Randall were in a film called The Seven Faces of Dr. Lau. You ever see that? That's a cult film you should show. Okay. That, that was fantastic on the big screen. Really good special effects. It was up there with The Brothers Grimm with Buddy Hackett. Anyway. Um, Shapoopy? Shapoopy? Uh, Skidoo? Shapoopy. 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 Buddy Hackett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the love bug. <laughs> he was so good. Did you see the music man? He was the. Mm -hmm. he, had, he had his big number, Shapoopy. Oh, at that's the town square. I hear I've like. Yeah, I'm trying to sing a song and he doesn't know it. <laughs> oh, the, no, I know The it one now. song? I remember not being allowed to see The Blob. Oh, really? I think, what was that, 58? The Blob came out? And. It was, you know, I don't wait way before any of our time. <laughs> I couldn't wait to see it, and then when I finally saw it, it terrified me when the blob came out of the projection booth <laughs> in the theater. I was like, Whoa, no! Uh, another one when I was a kid that horrified me was uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, really? which is now coming out again. It's been remade. Godzilla, yeah, yeah. The, the blob, you know, the '80s remake of the Blob was a really good film too. It was. It was a really good, good movie. I, I hate I didn't see that the original. No, they did a good job with it. They did, okay. That I was with uh, Matt's Damon, right? Uh, Matt's brother. Kevin Dillon. <laughs> Kevin, right? Yeah, and Jeez. Shawnee Smith. <laughs> they did a good job with that movie, actually. They paid homage. Good. Yeah, for sure. And then you talked probably about the thing with Dean Cundey. Yeah, well, we uh, when he was here, we touched on it. Um, but we did, when he was here prior for actual cult show you know we, we actually showed the thing and then did a Q&A with him he but said it was very cold when they shot that I would thing. imagine so were they up in Iceland or something or <sighs> Arctic Circle uh, yeah somewhere up there I, I know I talked to him about what was it like having to film how did that affect your equipment in that kind of conditions and shooting all those special effects the whole thing because everything was practical so you know that definitely was an amazing Wouldn't film. have to do that these days. Green screen, everything. Well, I mean, yeah, but, <laughs> and it's nowhere near as good. It's, it's really an amazing challenge for actors now because uh, the creature's here, and all you're looking at is green. <laughs> so you, it's up to you now to find emotional triggers or sense memories or fantasy charging or you know, using your imagination to and then you know match eye lines you know when they're yeah your uh, game of thrones or whatever special effect shows it's a whole new ball game now, i wonder what acting schools teach you how to work on green screen i think maybe i'll do it have you, you have go. you done any i have like done some yes uh acting blue screen okay. and green screen i've done mocap i've done artist reference uh nothing uh 
huge. There's um, one thing I have uh, streaming on Amazon called The Traveler, and it's just a short, and if you're Amazon Prime, you can stream it for free. And uh, it was a, a low-budget short, uh, a sort of proof of concept for a TV series where I play a nefarious time traveler <laughs> who has these embedded things in his hands that when he flexes them, allows him to appear different at will at different places in time. And the director, God bless him, Jonathan, Jonathan Lawrence, uh, we're running out of time to shoot this scene, and he said, trust me on this, I need you to hit these nine marks while keeping the lines coming and beating up the lead guy. I was like, okay, trust the director. And what he did was absolute magic with it. Uh, um, I'll send you the link mm. or something and show you the scene. My character is able to appear simultaneously in nine different places while beating this guy up with, with the lines coming. And it's just so much fun. And with, with lightning and all this different effects coming in. Yeah. Really fun stuff. When you know your computer stuff, <laughs> it's magic. So did you like it? Did you like I love that, that scene sort of acting? Or? That scene. Um, I, l I liked the thrill of being part of the team and making that magic. And then especially seeing the, the final the product. Final, okay. Especially when I was dubious. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're doing. I don't trust the, oh, okay, I'm gonna, all right, let's do it. So you, you committed and, and? Committed and it was really fun because I got a friend of mine to come on set who was one of the first people to do VR shoots. And he did uh, sort of a making of, behind the scenes, virtual reality of that. Yeah. And I love that too. So I had two different fun little special effects things going on. Nice. And, and the VR thing when you're actually walking, oh gosh, I'm in the set here and, <laughs> and, and I'm not, I'm just at home. That was, that was really thrilling. Cool. Yeah, it's amazing now. <laughs> I, did, I did the, uh, the deep sea one hmm. and, and you're in a shark cage and of course the sharks come and break your cage and it's like, fuck, get me out of that. <laughs> <laughs> done with that. <laughs> Pull me up. Pull me up. <laughs> <laughs> And they have some pretty, uh, we, my daughter has a, a headset, and so I, I like to play with it and do the horror ones. There's some pretty cool ones if you're afraid of snakes or oh, spiders or yeah, airplanes. The, I did the, tried to do the uh, horror carnival one. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Not your game? Oh, man, is that <laughs> scary. Oh, boy. I can bring it in next time you're here. Well, we can put you on a... Evil clowns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's, uh, it's we have to have some fireworks here, some sort of great ending. Okay. What do you want to do? Uh, hmm. We could burn our sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've worn this one. I want to yeah, keep it around. It's kind of a nice sweater. That's that's at least got to get like a, a second. Second show. Yeah. Second okay. second screening. What songs do you have? What? Uh, oh oh. Tap dance <coughs> numbers. Do you have uh, a Twilight um, Zone song? <laughs> while strolling through the park one day in the merry, merry month of June, the snowflakes, they were snowing, and the summer breeze was wafting as the fishes in the treetops whistled so. Then a charming maidish maiden came flitting, twitting by 
I knew right then and there that spring had came. A nose like red, red roses. Her face was holy Moses. Her figure would put Venus tush to shame. She was cross-eyed, four-eyed, every kind of cock-eyed, uh, hair-dyed, high-eyed. Still, she was a dream. Knock kneed flat feet, both of them were left feet. Weighed a pound less than a match. She was so lean, though her wig was turning gray. We love her just the same, because she lives down in our alley. She was cross-eyed, four-eyed, every other kind of eye, hair-dyed, pie-eyed. Still, she was so sweet. Sour. No, she was sweet. No, she was sour. Knock-kneed, flat feet, both of them were left feet, just the type to bring home that your mother liked to meet. Fireworks. Ladies and gentlemen, Shepard Weissman. My dear old mother sang to me, always eat when you are hungry, always drink when you are dry. Go to bed when you are sleepy, but don't forget to breathe, or else you'll die. <laughs> Can we clap? Spit <laughs> cake. Very good. We're not worthy. No, we're not no. worthy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, George Bernard Pashaw. Uh, Pashaw. <laughs> Okay, so on that wonderful note, oh, is it hurting? <laughs> okay, oh, I've just been laughing too much. <laughs> we needed fireworks. We did. We needed. You're right. We needed some. I. Where's Dick Sean when you need him? In my pants. <laughs> oh, not bad, Dick. <laughs> so where can everyone find out more mm. information about your singing? Are we still rolling? Uh, I think we still have some film left. Looks like it. I'm. I'm singing in. Uh, and playing guitar in a, a band I put together for the 30th anniversary of the first Back to the Future film, or the film franchise. Uh, and this year being the 30th anniversary of part two, uh, I've got a fundraiser that the band is plugging into, Mr. Fusion's the name of the band, in Chicago in July on the 19th and 20th. Uh, go to www.outatimefoundation.org. Okay. And uh, it's a fundraiser for Parkinson's, Team Fox. And then uh, I'll be singing in my shower, if you want to come <laughs> by, <laughs> and my car. <laughs> Sometimes I'll sing uh, on the streets. And uh, if you see me uh, doing that, just slap me. Uh, or find me at my website, you know, jeffreyweissman.com. You can email me there. Follow me at, at jefweissman.com. W-E-I-S-S-M-A-N, J-E-F, just one F, on Twitter. Uh, Jeffrey J. Weissman on Instagram. And uh, that's about all. Okay. That's a fair amount of ways to get in contact with you. I'm marketing. I'm branding, babe. I'm so. here for you because I'm accepting donations and jobs because hashtag I need work. <laughs> <laughs> Contacting about the shower gig, though. That's a, that's a good one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Please, my back really needs some <laughs> struggle. <laughs> 
Singing in the bathtub. So, oh, no, no. Listen to that part. Bernard Herman overtook me. I don't know. Batten, watch out for the soap drop. So then you're okay. Thank you. Thank you, Bruno. And then. The Colt, of course, the Colt Show, we have our own website, coltshow.com, thecoltshow.com, and Twitter, the Colt Show, underscore, uh, Instagram, the Colt Show rocks, and you can send us emails, info at thecoltshow.com, and uh, the Colt Film Series still happens every other Thursday at the Roxy, where you can come watch a movie and hear us talk live. Are you person. going to do Kelly's and my film? Are you going to screen Flying Saucer Rock and Roll? You know, I'm a little worried that the screen could light up on fire and just <laughs> if we ever did, but you know, mm, we Kelly, might give that Kelly, a shot. What do you think? <laughs> Maybe as a as a like a if we did a special fundraiser thing or something, you know, we could do Yeah, I need to bring funds. that in. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. For the Jeffrey what's your middle name? James. James. For the Jeffrey J. Weissman Foundation. <laughs> for, for the repair of movie screens that have been burned. <laughs> we need to show the movie for, for Jeffrey. I burned up the screen. What would it take to get uh, oh, you your band it. here? You couldn't afford it. Oh, you want the band to play here? No, if we get the band out here and do something here. We'll talk. For the, I mean, do, we can do it for the same, the, Pencil me in. the charity. Yeah. Does everyone live in L.A. or are they all scattered? Oh, the hardest thing is rehearsing my band. My lead singer lives in St. Paul, Minneapolis, St. Paul. <laughs> my my uh, drummer lives in Palm Desert. My keyboard player lives out in Palm uh, in Lancaster or somewhere. Uh, my uh, bass player is in Hollywood, and, uh, and my uh, two of my other players are up here. Yeah, it's very difficult for us to rehearse, but somehow we managed to do it. Huh. Okay. No. So get us up, getting us up here together, it's, it's it ain't going to be cheap, but it's worth it. Okay. What mm -hmm. songs do you do? Of course, all the songs all you the know. All the songs from We do uh, Power of Love, Okay. Johnny Be Good, Okay. Uh, Earth Angel, Okay. Mr. Sandman. Okay. And I've added a couple of other songs. I'm trying to get us to do some 1885 songs. Yeah. Oh. You know, the that double back that ZZ Top does, that's... I need a fiddle player and a banjo player, or if we do their rock version, uh, no, I'm not going to. Um, but uh, then I was thinking of doing a gospel, like Take Me to the River, or Samson and Delilah, or, or uh, you know, uh, Come in My Kitchen or something, and then rocking it, you know, because that's sort of late 1800s, um, you know, to celebrate part three. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'm looking at other songs from, of course, 55 and 85. So we may do some, uh, some more, you know, I don't know, Thompson Twins or something. Or, <laughs> and, and then 2015, of course, we're looking at uh, Uptown Funk and, hmm. you know, 2015, you know, it's all about that bass type of thing. <laughs> some, <laughs> some Lady Gaga? Yeah. Well, no, was Lady Gaga? Yeah, I guess. Sure. 2015. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, if you play fiddle or banjo, <laughs> contact Jeffrey Weissman at... The aforementioned. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have a hundred musicians now at my door. But don't you want together. that? In, in the shower, <laughs> so, <laughs> fiddling you. <laughs> my life is well. You so know, I'd rather be fiddled than banjoed. So <laughs> I don't know about you. 
I don't know. All right, let's go out on a low note, shall we? Yes. <laughs> Everyone with your accordion, let's go. <laughs> Thank you for watching, Jeffrey. Look in the comments below, and I'll put some links to various shorts I'm in that are online that you can see for not my underwear. What are you thinking? <laughs> uh, some fun things like Nobody's Laughing is a wonderful short that I play a character who's only comfortable in his own skin as when he's made up as a clown. And it's a great parable and fabulous acting uh, all from the cast. Great story. You know, uh, if that's all right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, I'll share a whole slew of obscure things uh, in the comments below. So look for it. That sounds good to me. Content providers, that's what we are. There you go. <laughs> so for those of you listening, go on to YouTube. Find us, and then you can... Because we're a podcast, too. We're a podcast, that? too? We are. I didn't know. No wonder I'm I, naked. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's for, you know, a different reason. But that makes the shower part easier. So you can find us, believe it or not, on Apple and Spotify and... Uh, Stitcher and <laughs> any place you find it. <laughs> and you've monetized all this, right, guys? Oh, yeah, totally. Far so out. that's the thing. So, all you podcasters, Cut we're, we're naked, but YouTubers, no. Can I get medical? I really need some help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you again for coming back and co hosting. It yeah, is greatly appreciated. You know, I'm, you're a busy guy. I'm pissed off that Kelly's not here, but I'm happy to help out. Thank you. Yeah, and, much uh, appreciated. You know what? Have me back anytime. Especially when the pay is like, oh my God, we didn't have a <laughs> You got it. All right. Thank you, everyone. Talk to you soon. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>